When everyone's on the same page, getting things done at work is easy. No matter what you do or what industry you're in, how you communicate is key. Everything you type is equally important to collaboration, and Grammarly can help. Think of it as your AI writing partner, empowering you to communicate effectively and efficiently so you can make a bigger impact in the workplace. 96% of Grammarly users say it helps them craft more impactful writing. And as the gold standard of responsible AI, Grammarly is your secure AI writing partner that allows your team to make their point and move faster. By understanding your writing and context, Grammarly provides relevant, personalized suggestions. And with tone suggestions, you can navigate even the most difficult work conversations. You can also save time from spending hours editing drafts to just seconds with one click. Sign up and download Grammarly for free at Grammarly.com slash podcast. That's G-R-A-M-M-A-R-L-Y dot com slash podcast. Easier said, done. You're listening to Two Chunks and a Hunk. Movie musings for mostly everyone. Welcome to Two Chunks and a Hunk. My name is Jordan Wonders, and this week I'm your chunk. I'm Doge. Ethan Hunt, as he rides a motorcycle higher up the mountain. When do I start going downhill? Benji Dunn, knowing that the jump is coming. Won't be chunk. I'm Carter. His fate is written. Shall we write yours too? If anything happens to them, there is no place that I won't go to hunk you. That is written. Tom Cruise, a Tom Cruise voice is more in the diction than the tone, I think. I think it is. It's more in the way, the shape of the consonants than the position of the vowels. And it's not even diction. It's like, do you know that I'm Tom Cruise? It's kind of how he talks. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Are you aware? I did just buy an old cruise vessel so that we could all stay here to film this movie. Do you know who I am? The Tom Cruise. So we could all go on the Tom Cruise. Nice. There it is. I watched uh, today Palm uh, Clementief. Yes. Her, uh, uh, what's it called? Fantasy football, like diss track video, music video. Oh, yeah. Against Chris Hemsworth that Simon Pegg directed while they were making Ooh, this movie. Fun. Uh-huh. And uh, I think it was a blast. She is so funny. And she I think is? she and Simon Pegg are like pretty good friends. Have you seen the interview that she gives where Simon Pegg is in her ear? Yes, I have. Telling her what to say for those answers. It's like Impractical Jokers. Yes, I, I have. have not seen that. It's extremely so good. good. Palm is very so impressed funny. with her ability to keep a straight face in that interview because yes. that, she's yeah. saying some pretty wild stuff. And she's very yep. unique on multiple yeah. levels. And it's really fresh, really fun. Speaking of unique, out of the three of us, two of us are the chunk and one of them is the hunk. Would the real chunk please stand up and tell us why he is described as thus? Everybody, he tried so. The real real hunk, hunk, the real, don't want the real hunk. I'm Sparkus. I fixed our our (laughs) toilet at our house. Wow. Get your hands in there? Myself. Got my hands in there, dude. There's something about that. Mm. Now, it was… That's a man's work. Here's how good I am at this. I'm not going to even know the technical terms for it. Sure. I didn't go… I didn't go like into where the poop goes. I did sure. go. Okay. I did go where the balloons are and like the levers. Yeah. Yeah. Looked up something. Yeah. On so YouTube. was problem number one that there were balloons? No. 
No. <laughs> Is that problem to be one? there? Oh. No. Big Circus Circus fans. Love Vegas. It's sure. a theme in our bathroom. Yeah, that makes sense. But yeah, went in there, fixed it. Could I come nice. to your house and do it again? Yes, but you've got like five days before it's out mm. of my mind forever. Yeah. And I'll just mm. go back to the drawing board. I'm, I could watch that my bookmark right that YouTube now, video. Probably. Doesn't it? Isn't it? It feels like you're saving hundreds of dollars, doesn't it? If you can do a home project yourself, I guess y'all, y'all yeah. rent. So I guess you wouldn't yeah. have to pay. I just call a stranger yeah. to come inside my house. Gosh, man. I miss that. Yeah, I it's really pretty nice. That. <laughs> it's pretty nice. What a weird flex on us you've started today's episode yeah. with. Oh, I didn't mean to. oh, I forgot. <gasps> you guys are poor. Oh, I forgot. That's right. I'm like, I'm higher class. I forgot than you. you two are poor. Oh, yeah. Now, can you vote? Oh, yeah. Now, can you vote? <laughs> I'm not, I suppose I'm unsure. Can you vote? Oh, man. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Very good. We're going to talk good. a lot. We can. We're going to talk a I lot. I can. I can and I have. About uh, this movie today. I'm very excited for this discussion. And uh, I, I'm ready to jump right in if I'm being honest. So I think it's time that we reveal okay. the name of the movie, which is, of course, known as Mission, Mission Impossible, Impossible Dead, Dead Reckoning, Reckoning Part, Part One. One. A story of an old prospector following a doctor after a mine explodes, trying to find out who's alive and who's dead. He's dead, I reckon. Dead reckoning. He's dead, I reckon. Mm, okay. I think Didn't dead. Know. What about this one? I think he's dead. He gone. Yep, dead. I don't know why he's there to say that when there's a doctor. That's solo. That's called solo character work. And I think that's really great and brave. Doge, Thank can you. you give us a synopsis of this movie? So that <laughs> which one, the prospector one or the Tom Cruise one? Um, dealer's Chocho. <laughs> I'm gonna say. What we call our dog Chocho? That's funny. <laughs> dealer's Chocho. Go ahead. This week's IMDb synopsis is anonymous, which of course means that it is made out of data and ones and zeros, yes. like the entity. Exactly like that. Ethan Hunt and the IMF team must track down a terrifying new weapon that threatens all of humanity if it falls into the wrong hands. With control of the future and the fate of the world at stake, a deadly race around the globe begins. Confronted by a mysterious, all-powerful enemy, Ethan is forced to consider that nothing can matter more than the mission, not even the lives of those he cares about most. Dang, dude. That's what gets you. Wow. Am I alone in thinking that could describe any number of the past few of these? Uh, there's a handful. Yeah, sure. It's, yeah. it's fairly generic. I suppose. Fairly generic, <laughs> Fairly generic yeah. I suppose. Um, man, I really want to talk about the entity. So uh, before we do that, though, I do have to say, for one of us on this pod, this was our uh, first week inside the world of Mission Impossible. Um, I've been a member of IMF for about six calendar days yeah. at this point. <laughs> and and I, none before. Also, I, the gumption for them to just hold on to the IMF, even though it's the silliest name. Yeah. Yeah. For a yeah. Guy. Way to freaking just stick to your guns. That's a Tom Cruise move right there. I've got a lot to say regarding um, not IMF, but just sort of the cojones to hold on to that sort of thing. But before we do that, I do just want to say two things. One, uh, I saw a TikTok today with Pom, or I'm sorry, with Rebecca Ferguson and Simon Pegg, where they discovered that the Mission Impossible theme song was intentionally written in Morse code. Dun, dun, too long is M. 
Dun, dun, too short is I. So over and over oh, again, cool. does this theme song spell out M I M I me 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 Interesting. Oops. Yeah. Dun. Oops. That's the one. That's the one Muppet one. Oops. All Muppets. No more Muppets. We know you guys Muppets out of the way. Ravenous for that sweet sweet Muppet content. Obviously, Kermit would be more. Anyway, moving on. Um, Doge, can we can we go around the horn here? Uh, the three yeah. of us, but specifically zeroed in on Doge. Let's go one through six and talk about sort of general, cool. general overall yay or naying of the whole thing um, with some thoughts included. Doge, give us your thoughts on cool. Mission Impossible, the OG. Mission Impossible one, extremely yay. Yeah. Absolutely love this. Very good. Uh, watched this for the first time about a week ago. Um, I'd love to hear that. Felt immediately like timeless. Yeah, and yet also incredibly so specific to that time period, so like speed uh, dude, with the like, like. Oh yeah, yeah. yes, like, yeah. A lot oh of my stuff gosh, around that time, it was it was. I love so that much flavor, fun, and I think nineties yeah. action. So much of it, so much of it is Danny Elfman's score for that movie <laughs> yes. elevates it. I think beyond a really typical kind of Y two K era action movie, which we'll definitely talk about in just a second, uh, and elevates <laughs> into something that that actually has flavor and has style in a way that ages really, really well. I agree. I love Mission Impossible. I agree. Love John Voight. I pretty much agree on every John front. Great. I think Mission Impossible One is just fantastic. It also has that thing. Where it's kind of the movie itself feels scrappy, almost like it's like we deserve to be here, and I yeah, like like that. Rocky a little bit. Yeah, um, yeah, man, I like that energy. So, for Dead Reckoning at its release, Tom Cruise is older than John Voight was in Mission Impossible. Yep. Ho- uh, holy yep. moly! First of all, yeah. yeah, that's crazy. Cruise is sixty-one. Sixty-one. That is genuinely insane. Yeah, isn't it wild? Yeah, bit wild, isn't it? Yeah, bit wild, isn't it? Um, Carter seems like you're in on MI one as well. Yeah, dude, I can do. I, talk- I'll wait till the end, but I would love to rank. I can rank. I don't want to give away where. Yeah, that's good. Is let's rank. Me, but let's rank at the very end of today's episode. Let's yeah, talk yeah, yeah. Uh, Mission yeah. Impossible two briefly. No, no, yeah, no, that's no, a thumbs no, down. It's so well. bad. Oh my goodness, it's so bad. I wrote in my notes. Uh, so I took like pretty extensive notes on every of the missions impossible. Excellent. I'll probably post these in our Discord. Uh, that'll be something sure. uh, maybe fun. Just Pay give me well. a reason to have taken these notes. Um, I wrote down that it feels like Geely. It's like so, like the sexiness oh. is so forced in Mission Impossible Which 2. Which is a huge bummer because uh, Michelle Monaghan is fantastic and totally. Michelle Monaghan is not in that one. Wait, which one is she in? Michelle Monaghan is in Mission Impossible 3. Oh, That's the wasted. one with she's his. wasted in 3. Where, Michelle Monaghan, it starts with Philip Seymour Hoffman about to kill Michelle Monaghan That's in right. Mission Impossible 3. That's right. Yeah. Mission Impossible 2 is uh, Dandy Wayne Newton. Yeah, from, that's right. From yeah, Westworld. That's, tough. that's big tough. They have no chemistry. The music is terrible. It's Hans Zimmer doing a really bad job, and I just really missed Stop. Danny Elfman's music sure. from the first one. It's sure. just bad all around. Understandable. I think I agree. Anthony yeah. Hopkins is in it. Carter, how do you feel about Anthony Hopkins in that one? That's so sad to me. Hopkins and Connery. Have such stinkers like this. Oh, for such sure. stinkers. Like League of Extraordinary yeah. Gentlemen, there's Connor. Yeah. It's like, wait, what? I'm borderline certain here? that's how they have the hits they do, though, is because they're just taking stuff. They're taking work. You know, not yeah. everybody can be, not everybody it's just can be so Paul different. Thomas Anderson, or not Paul Thomas Anderson, that's the director. Who am I thinking of? Don't know. His actor, his know. muse. Three. There will be blood. Lincoln. Daniel Day-Lewis. Daniel Day-Lewis. Thank Daniel you. Day-Lewis. Good grief. Oh. I yeah. thought wow. I was having huh. 
It's a three-name boy. A three-name actor. I was just going to say John Wilkes Booth. Hopkins, Connery, Gravitas. I think the fact that they do silly things. They feel not silly at all. Anyways. Sure. So about an hour into Mission Impossible 2, I fully checked out and started making making fake Muppets scenes to post on TikTok. So I think that'll do it. That'll stack. I'm happy I did that instead. Mission Impossible 3, I've already revealed my thoughts about wasting Michelle Monaghan, who's so fantastic and I don't feel like gets her time in the sun. However, for Jordan… I do like Mission Impossible 3. Mission Impossible 3 is fantastic. Directed by J.J. Abrams, like totally reinvigorated and sort of soft launch, soft rebooted the series. Yeah, it kind of turns into what it is now. We get Simon Pegg for the first time there. We get an actual supporting… That's not Ghost Protocol? We get a supporting cast around Ethan. Mm -mm. Very good. It's Simon Pegg. Because him and J.J. Abrams are boys because the next thing they worked on together was Star Trek 2009. Sure. Makes sense to me. Carter, you're in on on MI3? Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, Philip Seymour Hoffman is diabolical. Yes. Truly. I think series best villain. I think, yeah, dude, I think I, think I agree. Series best foil. I think I agree. He's, he's one of the, yep. he's maybe the only one I'm afraid of. Well, no, there's another one I'm afraid of. But yeah, uh, okay, four Ghost Protocol. Yeah. My favorite. It's so good. Might be my favorite. It's my second. My rankings. Favorite. Yeah, rankings. I'm back and forth between four and six for number one. But yeah. four, the scene in Dubai. Yeah, Ghost is. Protocol is my very favorite. <laughs> Ghost Protocol, correct me if I'm wrong, is the one that introduces the like umbrella type thing that projects yeah. whatever's behind it. So yeah, and they're slowly is, moving closer yep. to that guard. Yeah. What a mm-hmm. scene is this? Yeah. Brilliant. Oh my goodness. It's so good. The Burj, the Burj Khalifa is the best action set piece I have ever seen in a movie. So sick. And I will I will stamp that right now. In my notes, I wrote down real actors on real skyscrapers. And you can tell, and Tom Cruise. Tell. <laughs> it's fantastic. It's so, so good, good, dude. Chelsea, totally agree. Uh, Chelsea, like, wiped her hands on yeah. my leg. Oh, I was so sweaty. <laughs> in, that, in that scene, and I was like, ooh. But it's I don't incredible. Incredible. This is the first one with Jeremy Renner in it, too. And Jeremy Renner is real fun yes, in great. these movies. Yes. Really enjoy Renner He's in these. He's great. Yeah. MI5. Maybe the most forgettable uh, Mission Impossible for me. Yeah, the big set piece in this one is the underwater, like water-cooled computer scene. Yeah. Uh, where he's trying to swap that. Is yeah. this where we introduce Rebecca Ferguson? Ilsa, yeah, is first in yeah, five. Yeah, I think this is her first one. She deserves at least a point bump on the scale because Rebecca yeah, Ferguson I think is so too. always a net positive in She's everything. Amazing. This is the first one with Alec Baldwin as well. Oh, yes, great. Very good. Yeah, very good. It was good. I loved the ending of five. The ending of five is when yeah. we have the British Prime Minister yeah. discovering and, and fessing up Tom to, Hollander. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. The end it's is been a great. Yep. Super good twisty. Yeah. End is this is good. the one with, with flute gun and with nightstick gun sure. at the opera, which are both cool versions Super of gun. Cool. Yes. Super cool. Um, okay. Now let's talk Fallout. My, my number one. I'll spoil my ratings now. It's the best. It is the… Really? Henry Cavill cocking his arms in the bathroom sends it over the Did top you know that was improv? By itself. That's amazing. Yeah. That's absolutely incredible. It's so cool. Everything about Fallout is good. Is, is Fallout the one with the nighttime skydive? Like the, the smoke yeah. big trail skydive? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Literally… Because I don't remember most, a smoke trail. Like, breath but... snatching scene. Yeah. Literally. Yeah, I don't remember a nighttime skydive in it. Is it, it not was, the one where he jumps out and the cameraman night, jumps over him? It's the one where they both have the oxygen. I'm, not, I'm 100% not. It's through a storm. 
Yes, yeah, through a storm. They just gotta have into Paris. They both have. Yeah, let's capital, pretend that what I said tanks. was so far off base for what actually happened that we're all confused. I didn't say I was confused. No, I do think I was confused. This is the that one in Star Trek with the smoke, the smoke trails. Uh huh. There's the also smoke the smoke trails, trails in like Godzilla. Mm, yes, yeah. Of one of the best trailers. Of this all one was tough for me. I think this one was a letdown to me because it felt uh, Fallout was. Uh, I I was hoping I so I love much about it except for the actual like the filmmaking of it side like I love the story the action choreography all of it but like the editing and the music choice is so clearly trying to be Christopher Nolan it's not trying it's oh, it's emulating rather than uh, I mean because we have that the transport scene through the middle of I think that's Paris which is just almost exactly the Joker transport scene from The Dark Knight. And the music is so trying to be Hans Zimmer with like these big, like deep swelly stuff. I don't know. I was hoping for something with a little bit more like unique series identity. I think my favorites are Mission Impossible and uh, and Ghost Protocol, which are the two that to me have the most distinct flavor of like, there is nothing else that, that feels like this yeah. to me. So I think that's, I don't know. I loved, loved Fallout though. I mean, it's a difference between a, 7.5 and an 8 for me, you know, yeah. with stuff like this. That's good. It's so good. We lost Jordan. We lost Jordan. Yeah. 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 I mean, he's out. He disagrees with me, so he's just going to be quiet. It's just so objectively the best one that it's crazy to hear you say that. No, but it's yes, not. no, it's it. not. It's objectively <laughs> the best one. No, it's, it's definitely not. It's objectively the best one. And it's not even close. Um, no, it is close because Good Protocol is so good. Um, yeah, but okay. So here, here, by a mile. here's where I want to launch into our discussion about Dead Reckoning Part One. Um, the whole the whole reason for doing this, and that is I, I discovered within myself an analogy for Mission Impossible that helped me even further wrap my brain around what I love about this series, and it is simply that in a world where the Fast and Furious franchise is monster energy. Mission Impossible does, in fact, give us wings and is just Red Bull. Yeah, that's totally fair. It's just one of them makes you feel like a burnout and one of them makes you feel like a finance bro. That's the only difference between these two franchises. Yeah. Yeah. Every movie movie is is just MacGuffin and then stunts. Yeah. Yep. Every single one. Yeah. And it works seven out of seven times. Yeah. Yeah. It works. I think for me, there was a John Wick 4 about it, which again, John Wick 4, phenomenal. Sure. But I'm, I was hung up in John Wick 4 about how much time we spent spoon-feeding plot to people. Mm. And I think, I, I think, now clearly this was what, two, over two and a half hour long movie? Yeah, it was a long movie. Two so hours and 43 no, minutes. It didn't really have too much to me from like, Okay, well, we, let's let's stretch it out into two parts. Sure, you know, yeah. But it kind of did feel like let's stretch out part one. I think there was a lot of time <laughs> to sit together and be like, but really, what that means is no, mm-hmm. yes, and like just the moment that the first the first time we see um, Carrie uh, L L Ls. I always just say yeah. Ls. That's because scene? I gave up. <clears throat> I had to like reevaluate the rest of the Mission Impossible series, and I'm like, does this happen all the time? Why does this one feel so so talky, dramatic with everybody yeah. talking? And this has to happen with movies this high paced, and I don't have an issue with that. It's all yeah. over James Bond. People figure out stuff quick. It's National Treasure. It's oh, well, this does this and that does that. It's Sherlock Holmes, right? But it just felt so drawn out 
in like two or three moments when we find out the entity is actually running the club. I was like, okay, I kind of caught yeah. that when we walked in and we're still just talking. We still, we've really got to lather on. Man, Ethan didn't yeah. want anybody he loves to die though. He didn't want anybody he loves to die. And so my collective super dump, and usually movies that I like a lot, they I dump first. You know, it's like a <laughs> meal. Um, yeah. I realized how much time this entire series has spent on having us know the background of our lead and hardly anybody else. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm so freaking interested in Ilsa. I want to know everything about Benji. Yeah. Why are we not yep. talking about the people that you're willing to give your life for? Because when someone like Grace shows up and you decide, mm, old love dead, new love here, I'll do anything yeah. for you. Okay, there's a Captain America about that that's that's attractive, but I realize how Ethan Hunt this whole series is. And I, is that silly? I looked at the Fast and Furious franchise too, right? I can't help but go back and forth. Sure. But I, I strangely, I know a lot about Letty and like, right? You know what though? You know ben what the thing with brother. Fast and Furious is? Yeah. Is like everybody to get added to the crew, they have to pay their dues and be the villain of the previous movie, where we get the villain's backstory every time. And so by the time they're out of the crew, oh, like, that's oh, funny. I know yeah. your whole deal. It's just a little. That's a good point. Factory. That's a good point. But yeah. I did feel like we've had a lot of time, and in seeing how much time we spent on this movie, which again is fine. Yeah. Especially after we see Ilsa gone, I'm like, man, I wish sure. I knew well, more about her. Don't find Ilsa that, dying, and like, uh, yeah, no, Ilsa's definitely alive. Uh, with the the. Ilsa dying in sure this so. air quotes, and then the uh, the like real huge emphasis we place on like you know we were each in this situation, we'd done all these crimes, we had the choice: do we join Impossible Mission Force? It's like, man, I number one should know m- way more about Ving Rhames by this point. He's the only sure. person besides Tom Cruise who's just been in all of these. And number two, I don't buy that Simon Pegg did crimes first. I think he applied to work at this <laughs> sure. intelligence agency. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like sure. I, I just Absolutely. that did not really, and and maybe that's my curse for watching six of these in the last five days. No, you should be. Maybe able they're to. not banking on people. You should but yeah, be. Able I to don't watch think six that movies in a row. That doesn't then... seem true based on the movies I've seen sure. recently. Yeah. yeah, does feel like a bit of a retcon. I agree with that. I I think that. Do you guys remember? Um, did you guys see Skyfall in the theater? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you remember yeah. the first time you watched Skyfall? feeling i i felt so excited that it was basically like what if james bond didn't have gadgets for a little bit yeah yeah what could he pull together i really think and this doesn't really get set up specifically but i think between all the betrayal all of the government bad guy imf good guy but only my squad all of the make your decision now and then the fact that the villain is effectively an electronic god, I really think we might see Dead Reckoning Part 2 be like... They're going to go acoustic. Mission Impossible Sticks and Stones. Yeah, like I think it could be... Yeah, yeah. I mean, I loved how headquarters... Like it felt like the national security headquarters or whatever just turned into Apollo 13. Right. Everything was analog. Yeah, Yeah, that was Uh, fun. I thought that looked so cool. Yeah. I I hope we fight there. That long hall of just computers... Was yeah, just cool. it was asking for a sprinting blade hands Tom Cruise yeah. to just <laughs> get after it. So he's a great runner. He's, he's a, a great runner. runner. I, I want to talk about my I want to talk about the entity for a little bit, but I have to springboard gymnastic style 
off of my super dump, which will only take but a moment because I don't have all that much to say. Okay. In order to talk about the entity first, I must talk about Gabriel, my super dump. Who cares? Well, hmm. Hmm. Here we in here you in know. the middle of what feels. I mean, it is the penultimate. Are, are they? Is he gonna? Tom Cruise is only sixty. No. If Indiana yeah, Jones, I don't think Ghost. If Indiana Jones, I don't think Dead Reckoning Two is the last one. I don't either. So if Harrison Ford is still making an Indiana Jones movie at 81, 82, Tom's got yep. twenty years. Tom's gonna live to be one hundred and fifty. I bet there's more. But boy, was this hyped. And it's tough yep. because it's like, I wonder if Tom knew, I think he did, because he seems to be the most confident man in himself in the sure. world, the most self-confident person on earth. Did he know the juice that we were going to come in with Maverick, right? Like, here's this. Right. He didn't know. He didn't he's know. back kind of thing. Right. And then even though Maverick's villain was basically unnamed, just like sure the original yeah. Top Gun— it just felt more formidable than Gabriel. Gabriel's right. nothing. The entity dude. is scary. Gabriel. It should not have been Gabriel. It should have been Emilio Estevez, who was Jack in Mission Impossible One, who dies in the very beginning of that first mission. Yeah, dude, just do that. Because Gabriel is like, especially if you still want to pull on the heartstrings of like, oh my god, are we going to lose Ethan? Which is what they just. Right. I'm saying, lathered it on in this movie. It's like yeah. Gabriel. Yeah. He didn't they do show it for us me. the one yeah. scene he was ever in. You know, it's like what it felt. That's what it felt like. It's like we're still yeah. pulling the same frame. He's like, you remember he was the one, he was over there. Zoom in, zoom in. Yeah. That's him. Like, oh, cool. Yeah. It was so distinctly lame every time Gabriel was the biggest threat in the room. Now, that said, Entity might be second place Mission Impossible villain for me after Philip Seymour. Pretty cool. Entity is my super dump for Mission Impossible Dead Ooh, Reckoning. Oh, tell me about it. Wow. Okay. It is infinitely more interesting. For the villain to be a dark counterpoint of the IMF. I was really, really loving the syndicate stuff of the last two. It was cool. Before this, of Spy versus Spy, but not a joke comic strip of like a real cool movie, Spy versus Spy. And having the villain be Skynet feels like something 100% different than this franchise has been up until this point. Uh, having it be a non-human villain, I think immediately necessitates the presence of a character like Gabriel so that we can have any kind of conflict block between our protagonist and our antagonist. Uh, and I think it just makes it less interesting. Like, I think it it is yeah. way cooler to me because the, it serves the same purpose as the syndicate of like, uh, the syndicate, the, the purpose of a villain in a movie like this is to be like, we they know our next step. We've got to improvise. But it's way cooler if that is a, an enemy intelligence agency who has either a mole like we've done in a couple of Mission Impossibles or they have, they're somehow uh, counter-spying against the IMF. They're one step ahead through ingenuity rather than they're one step ahead because they know everything because it's just this omniscient AI who already knows everything. Mm. That's a, a, that was a boring villain to me, uh, which is a bummer. I think Could the worst thing that any Mission Impossible movie can be is generic and this felt no different than like God's Eye from Fast and Furious sure. or than like Skynet. Like, I don't know. It's just a, a an AI that knows everything already is a weird choice. Do we, do we feel like we're trying to be very current eventy? It did AI feel very Michael Crichton. Very can like I, can ripped I give from you the headlines. Example? What if we kind of uh, ex machina a little bit and it has chosen like an actual, almost like Ultron, not like Ultron, but like, 
lifelike looking superhuman type thing. Is that even crazier? Yeah. Like what if See, it's manifesting not, itself in the in the in like a bo- a body of something? See, that's Still just not, cool. not what these are to me. That's Minority Report too, right? I mean, that's that's honestly that's as out of place as Idris Elba Black Superman showing up in a fa- a mainline Fast and Furious movie. It's like that's never what these have been, you know. Thank you for your super dump to me. Counterpoint. Nah. Um, yeah. Because fair. that's a good point. Uh, I think it's important to remember that the entity is super dope and it can, uh, yeah, I don't know, man. We already did. We already did other counterintelligence agency. Let's move past it. It's time to fight. uh, It's time to fight information itself. I don't know. To me, it's like, it's crazy to me to say that's not what these movies have ever been because these movies are, to me, are just, it's Fast and Furious, man. It's spectacle. Yeah, it's they've not ever been any stuff. one yeah, thing. Yeah, man. Like, yeah. let them fight a computer that can hire assassins for it. Like, that's how you give me the conflict. Let it be bullet train where the where yeah. the entity has put out, you know, a billion dollar bounty on Ethan Hunt and any of his associates, dead or alive, and let them right. fight countless nameless, faceless, cool assassins whose faces can be hidden from you know, closed circuit cameras because the entity can change what they look like. So make them impossible to track. You take away, in a movie where Ethan Hunt and crew frequently win because of the wealth of information at their disposal and the wealth of training that they've been able to go through, let them fight something with even more information and access to anybody with any training. To me, that is, it's stupid. Of course it's stupid. It's Mission Impossible 7 Part 1. Of course it's stupid, but it's awesome. And I love it's it. It's tough though, dude, because when you Almost look at my the, super pump, very close to When my you super look pump. at the entire franchise, there's only one of these movies that was rotten. And it was really rotten. Sure. And then everything else, like even starting at three, especially yeah. at four, we're 90 plus. Of course, they should oh, yeah. be. They're but great. That, but we, it's, it's weird because we also get so close to talking about it like it's Fast and Furious when it's not. It's like, no, but it's it is interesting though. because it's just done. I know, right. but when you go right, so you go into Mission Impossible, understanding there's a touch more critical acclaim here. Sure, yes, better movie making, I would imagine, right? And so yeah. that's when I think maybe what Doge is saying too is like when some of these things feel like they come up short or maybe they're a bit lazy. It's like that would be okay in the Fast Universe. I eat it up in the Fast Universe, but here it's yeah. like oh bummer. Yes, it's 100% supposed to be agreed. smarter than this. It's supposed I, to be Red Bull. That's a monster move. What what I'm saying is it doesn't feel lazy to yeah. me, but if it does feel lazy yeah. to you, then I can understand the disappointment. My main point with saying they can do whatever they it's want fun, is though. because so far they've proven that they basically can and it works every time. And yep. no, they're not driving a vault as a wrecking ball through the middle of, was it Rio? Is that where they were? Um, I, don't I don't remember. Jason Momoa's dad's city. Yeah, sure. Wherever that is. Um, they're not driving a vault like a wrecking ball down the middle of a city, but they are fighting a supercomputer on a train and it makes me happy and yeah. I love it. Um, but yes, I, I, I will say understand. on the train, they're notably not fighting a supercomputer. They're fighting Gabriel, who is a rogue agent who is doing the bidding of the supercomputer, but we can, they're also fighting against like Shea Wiggum. It's, it's the counterintelligence stuff. It's the like yeah. 
the man versus man rather than man versus machine conflict on the train that worked so well for me. I mean, I, the train is my super pump. The entire closing set piece is some of the best I've ever seen in a movie. And, and the fact that it is uh, very reminiscent of a scene that we've seen Nathan Drake play out both in a game and a movie within the last 10 years, like it's super duper uncharted. Uh, I think that's the one instance in which Mission Impossible does something I've seen before that I'm okay with it. Yeah. 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 But it's amazing. It's so good. I've got big thoughts to attach to this, but I'll save it for post-ads. Yeah, let's but. save it for, for after-shout announcements, which is actually right now. announcements. It's the part of the show where we give wow. shout outs and also where we make announcements. This week we want to tell you about something huge. Something massive. Something explosive. Something plastic. It's Barbenheimer. And it's Barbenheimer coming at you here, roughly uh, 72 hours after you might be listening to this assuming you're listening at 2.30pm on Tuesday. Uh, because uh, <laughs> we will be going to see the first of those two movies, Oppenheimer, at a theater that you can only find by joining our Discord. and uh, It's like a speakeasy. Yes, mm-hmm. except it's like a typeasy. <laughs> typeasy. <laughs> typeasy. A typeasy. typeasy. It's, like, it's much like a typeasy. Um, and then after we finish up Oppenheimer, we're all going to caravan in our little automobiles and head on over to a different theater at a different time to watch Margot and Ryan do their thing as Barbie and Ken in Greta Gerwig's Barbie, which I'm the most Gosh. excited about. As I'd say, more excited for Barbie here. Are you are you guys more excited for Barbie? I think I am. Yeah. I mean, Oppenheimer's going to be great, but yes, sure. It, it, it really is just a Breath of the Wild Horizon Zero Dawn situation here where unfortunately Oppenheimer, the new Nolan movie, which I'm devastatingly excited about, happened to decide to release on the same day as the Greta Gerwig-directed comedy Barbie movie. Like, are you kidding? Yeah. Like Oops. Uh, yeah. 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 Sorry. Oops. Credit Sorry. Card elf, it's like, it's like if know? Memento came yeah. out on the same day as Mean Girls. It's like, yeah, sure, but hello. Yeah. But Mean Girls. Though. It's Mean Girls. What a weird double feature. Yeah, I'm very excited. That's the whole thing, that feels right? like That's the whole point. Yeah. No, I'm saying Memento and Mean Girls. How is it any oh. different? That's such an interesting. How is it any different? I was about to say, that's a really good, that feels like a really good, Another version of this double yeah. feature. Yeah, put, put it in perspective, girls. right? Which one are you more excited to watch? Memento uh, or Mean Probably Girls. Mean Girls. <laughs> probably yeah, mean it's Mean Girls. girls. It's unequivocally Mean Girls. Yeah. And uh, you can find all of that and more, I would say, on Discord, mm. which is available through the second tier of our Patreon. Carter, what else do they get with Patreon? Uh, in that second tier, uh, you get access to the Discord, as we said. You can get over there. Play some box office ball. Do some fives. If you don't know the lingo, it's because you're missing out. You're not in it. Oops. You just got to be there. You just got to be there. Sorry. Uh, $3 tier gives you extra votes. Uh, I do want to point out, uh, with no episodes. input from us, our our Discord fully cast Muppet Lord of the Rings the other day. Yeah. Which is incredible. It's yeah. very good. So if you want to be a part of important work like that, uh, head on over to Patreon and, and punch your ticket. And also, if you want to be able to go see movies with us. And, and yeah, come on. I would say infinitely more importantly than seeing a movie with us, there's something special about seeing a movie with a group of people that really want to see that movie. It's and the community. Yeah. Fun. That's what it's Yeah, that's the best part. Big fan. So jump on in. Dive on in. The water's nice and warm. And it's not because of pee. It's just like that. So stop asking and quit looking at me weird. <laughs> we don't have that chemical. 
No pee here. The chemical that makes you see it. We don't have you it. You know that's not real. Mm-hmm. I don't, I, no. It does not exist. Does it really not? It really does not exist. It was I held a, my pee old wife for trip. all those times for no reason? I know, I know for sure it doesn't exist for two reasons. Number one is that I have read that I it does not everywhere. exist. And number two is I've never been in a body of water that I did not instantly pee in. Oh my. I'll let you decide if I'm joking. Yeah. I'm not. I believe it, dude. <laughs> you pee all the time. I pee a lot. I've been next to, I've been next to you in a pool. Yeah, I was peeing. Is it troubling for you? A little, yeah. Back to the a show. A little bit, yeah. I'm going to talk about my super pump only. I, I hate to, you know, load it all in the same spot, but I'm really excited to talk about my super pump because I left the theater most jazzed about this. Um, and I haven't seen the other Mission Impossibles in a little bit, so it might have been yoinked from another one, in which case it's a collective super pump. But I'm going to super pump overall the soundtrack, specifically the drums-only rendition of the Mission Impossible theme song that uh, yeah. makes its way to our ears several times throughout this movie. Yeah. It just... Mission Impossible has, it's one of the the rare series. There's really only a handful of them overall whose theme song fits the vibes of the scenes frequently in the movie. You're getting everything. It's cognitive overload. You're seeing the fuse burn. It's just the classic secret agent vibe. And so when we are driving a bike, desperately trying to find a place to base jump onto a train and it's frantic and it's scared and we're just hearing... I'm like edge of my seat. Great. Yeah. Like twiddling my thumbs, like knees bouncing, like, oh my goodness. What is about to happen? Yeah, it's really good. And then that extends really, I thought the whole soundtrack was just so big and fun and grand. We've had the same composer since uh, Mission Impossible 5. Excellent. Uh, And because we had Danny Elfman, and then we had Hans Zimmer. And then I think we had Michael Giacchino twice. Wow, nice. And then we now have our, our current composer. And it's really good. I'm a big, really fan crew, of, man. I'm a big fan of what they're doing. I think it's really excellent. And um, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I just, I really was blown away feels wrong because it's, it wasn't surprising. I just was, I was like enraptured by the music, this movie. And I thought it really took mm-hmm. me everywhere that it wanted to take me. But specifically, if I could boil it down, it's that drum only theme song. Yeah. It feels so And good. I didn't even think about, I didn't even think about this would be Doge's first movie theater Mission Impossible. So mm-hmm. it oh, certainly yeah. is. Hey, it's, it's, it was a franchise first that's made for it, yeah? Impossible. Really? Yeah, man. Uh, I had seen one and two and three, like, growing up quite a few times. Yeah. Um, but they were already out of theaters. And then I didn't watch four, five, six until um, The Plague. And that until is when, oh, yeah. yeah. And then that is yeah. when I caught up on the rest of the Mission Impossible franchise. Three through six were theater for me, man. That's incredible. I'm I mean, really you know, Mission Impossible is coming out in my sweet spot, dude. It was like yeah. such a big deal. Yeah. No, I'm very jealous. When you can just think of like a super pixelated Ethan Hunt in your video game, it's like, yeah, I will. You know, like <laughs> yeah. there's an N64 version of you just being like, oh my God. Get around the corner. Go, 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 go. Like, I remember the games and everything. Um, Has there ever the, been a Mission Impossible pump. video game? Because I feel like I remember that Tom Cruise won't allow his likeness in a video game because of Scientology. There for sure was one. Was there? Okay. I'd have to look it up. Yes. There was. Yeah, they modeled one, it after after it. Com Cruise. Nice. Com I, well, Cruise. I'm only saying that because I know that they wanted to get Maverick in Fortnite. And he said no, because Scientology does not yeah. allow for like likenesses yeah. of yourself to appear in things. Could be doing that, dude. Is it a Scientology that. thing that he does his own stunts, or is he just like that? Is that just him? Is that a Tom thing? You know what's funny is I've never thought about that. 
like would he I, not allow oh, yeah. a stunt person to play him because it's an icon or like a yeah. likeness or something? So the the motorcycle jump in this, like jump into motorcycle jump into base jump. Oh, there is an impossible in the version. Incredible. Is that, that on the Walmart website? Yes. Weird. Wow. Free shipping by August third if you want it. Wow. The uh, the motorcycle base jump. Uh, they shot that first. Uh, in the event that Tom Cruise died doing that stunt, they wouldn't have to finish the rest of the movie, or they wouldn't like have wasted shooting half this movie. So they shot it first in case Tom died doing that. Can, you know, can we go to the lab today? Yeah. Yes. I've learned yes. so much about Tom Cruise in this movie. And let me first say, I love Tom Cruise. Same. Some of my favorite mo- Minority Report mm. is so slept on. You're the one who told movie. me to watch that movie. So is Edge of Tomorrow yes. or Live, Die, Repeat, whatever iteration you have of it. It's, it's a great phenomenal. Yeah. Great young Emily Blunt. And Emily needs to come back to action. Very okay. good. Yeah. Tom might Cruise. I throw, might I throw a War of the Worlds recognition in there? I do like War You're of the Worlds. You're welcome to. You're welcome to. His run through um, the streets in War of the Worlds is the first Tom uh-huh. Cruise run I ever remember seeing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Everyone remembers their first. Yeah. Um, I think… Tom Cruise as a person, right, as an entity, is more closely related to Dwayne Johnson than we think. Oh, sure. I'm Ooh. already on board, but, yeah. but walk me through No it, one stands Dwayne more than Dwayne. Mm-hmm. No one stands Tom more than Tom. Right. Both of them. It's very Gaston have, in that way. <laughs> both of them have made themselves, I mean, world breakers. Mm-hmm. The whole world yeah. knows about them. So what happens is, any movie they're in, there's a lot of times I'm thinking about that's Tom Cruise on the train. Sure. That's Dwayne Johnson holding that helicopter gun, right? Takes me out a little bit. Whereas like the Daniel Craig's of the world, Denzel Washington. And I bring comedians. some of these people up because something else I realized. Ethan Hunt is so far from being intimidating at all to me. And let me let me let me give this to yeah. you from what I've discovered. Because yeah. Tom Cruise is five foot six. It's not just that. It's not just that. Uh, it's like I I'm terrified of Daniel Craig's Bond. I don't want him to come get me. Right. I don't want anyone Denzel's ever played to come get me. I don't want Samuel L. People from to come. Remember get me. the Jack. Remember the. Jackson, I don't want Liam said. Neeson to know that I took his kid. There's all these people. Yeah. Ga ga Bruce Willis. I don't want him to know that I got anything going on. I don't want this guy coming after me. But Tom Cruise, I've got a shot. It feel, here's the thing, though. Ethan Hunt feels <laughs> to me, and the reason it stands out in Dead Reckoning is, boy, is he barking up. He's threatening people. That is yeah. written. And I'm like, nothing. Yep. Liam Neeson getting on the phone in a movie that costs like $2 million and saying, I'll find you and kill you. Goosebumps now when I talk yeah. about it. Yep. Ethan Your Hunt quote from is, the beginning when Ethan Hunt says, I'll find you and I'll kill you. It's like, I don't. Ethan you, Hunt. No, he won't. Yes. <laughs> Ethan Hunt is way more Danny Ocean than he is James yes. Bond. Yeah. He's really yes. good at getting out of things. Yep. How fun is it to watch Ethan Hunt get his way out of an awful situation? Because it never goes right, right? He's smart, but he's got to be, point he's gotta be charismatic to the, the party and charisma his way out of it. In this movie, escaping from that party yep. was fantastic. Yeah. So thrilling, so fun. No, I think I absolutely. Agree with you. I'm also. I've never been intimidated by anybody that I think I could put my hand on their forehead and keep them away <laughs> from me. I'm uh, listeners don't know this. Obviously, I'm six yeah. foot one. We're all actually pretty tall on this podcast. We're all big boys, <laughs> and 
Tom I'm Cruise. Five nine. I could, I'm the squirt. Are you five nine, Carter? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Doge and I are actually both, I believe, six foot one, and yeah. I could eat. So you're like Tom, Tom Cruise. Cruise size, Carter. I'm more of a Tom Cruise guy. Yeah. I bet I weigh about fifty pounds more than he does, though. But yeah, it's um, You'd but great. Day, you know, Carter. also what a great movie trick that even I think that he's capable of anything. No, I really but, do love Tom Cruise. I do too. I had that thought while he was fighting Henry Cavill in the last sure. one. Like, yeah, uh, dude. Henry Cavill I did like, too. That is Superman. In half. Henry, I think yeah. even if him and Benji keep you. going at it, he yeah. might not have a chance against Simon Pegg. Here's the, here's the best and worst thing that it does for me in the Mission Impossible universe, especially when we see Ilsa to be gone. The moment Ilsa is introduced, I'm saying to myself, she's better she's than more Ethan dangerous. Hunt. Yeah. Why is he uh-huh. the famous guy? Yep. Also, MI6 continues to use her. She's their Ethan Hunt, but we never really talk about that outside of yeah. what she owes everybody in the mm-hmm. world. But Ilsa feels, why isn't she the leader? I think she Ilsa feels like she's is yeah. the most all around, like compelling and interesting character in the most Truly, recent Mission Impossible dude. movies. And it's largely Truly. in part due to the fact that Rebecca Ferguson is a yes. phenom. I mean, oh, she's so. Amazing. Amazing. Good. She's got this thing. She's got what Kate Blanchett has in that for her entire life, she yep. has felt like she's been there, here, there, there her entire life. Yep. Does that make sense? She, she, for it's her an entire intensity. life, it feels like she's always been there. It's an intensity. Got, and that doesn't necessarily mean like mean and brutish. It, she just has no, she's like- She's born with it. Yep. It might. I mean, it's bone structure Could for one thing. It's just like yeah. the way that she looks. Yeah. Is no. just perfect for that she's role. So good. I hope she's not dead. But- um, super pumped though is him escaping. That train scene was way more about him getting Ooh. out of it than getting into it. So good. I yeah. love landing on the train, yeah. but our slow mo. I could have watched five more train cars I fall off. Do. Yeah. Yep. How are they going to get like, through this? Great. One? How are they going to get, get through, through the kitchen one? level? Now we're going through the yep. dining room level. Oh shoot! There's a piano. Like oh, that's the was- piano. The piano boss. Yeah. <laughs> 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 the piano bus. But it was, it was, that was phenomenal movie making. The acting so in that scene was one of those examples of Tom Cruise being like such a born, natural born action star because his ability to yeah. freak out about like, do not yeah, look and please. jump right now. Do not look and jump right now. Please, please jump. Like, yeah, yeah, it felt yeah. so tense. And I, I just want to say, I know we talked a little bit about Grace sort of replacing Ilsa in Ethan's eyes. And I do think that's bad writing. I genuinely do. And I don't yeah. know that Grace was necessarily given enough uh, agency in this movie. She was really swept along by everything around her. That being yeah. said, I really, really like Haley Atwell. And I think Haley Atwell did she really should be well. in more stuff yeah. because I, I, I've liked everything. I've, I've liked her at least in everything I've ever seen her in. Yeah. And I think she's really, um, she's great at being surprised. Like- that's being good. so yeah. shocked what by a the wonderful, around her. That was such a fresh idea mm-hmm. to have somebody in the midst of all this that would react like we would. Yep. Yeah. Like yeah, her, yeah. the driving scene was great to yes. put us in that little Fiat. How fun was yeah, that? That was fun. Like, that was and so then just fun. switching back and forth and be like, wait a minute. How did you? Anyways, just drive. You know, like that was the, that was great. The treatment of women in this movie, now that you bring up uh, her like getting swept along, sure. the treatment of women as... Uh, and the way that this movie sort of contextualizes Ethan's life as being defined by whichever woman has most recently passed away to give him character growth and agency is really tough for me. Yeah. It's like Batman, uh, I did not yeah. super love that. Like it, it very, I don't know. I, I don't love where they landed things with Julia because like the whole drive of Mission Impossible 3 was to 
protect Julia from Philip Seymour Hoffman. And then the reveal that Julia was in deep cover. She was not actually dead. Even Jeremy Renner thought that she was dead, but she was not actually dead in Mission Impossible 4. And then it was like, um, we got a new director now and we're going to kind of undo all the Julia stuff and give him Rebecca Ferguson. And then now we're going to upgrade from Rebecca Ferguson. We've been with her for a few years. Now let's go to Haley Atwell. Oh, and by the way, the reason he became a spy was because this other woman died a long time ago. It's just like, man, there is... Like fridging women for male character development, character growth is really, really unpalatable. Sure. In, yeah. In something, something of this, like of this high profile, it's like, how did that yeah. make it out of the does, studio's front doors? That's pretty does, crazy. Does, uh, and when I, when I refer to Bond, most of the time on this podcast, I mean Daniel Craig's Bond, which are far and away the best. The movies. superior Bond. Does it feel like that happens there too? Yes. Yeah. 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 And and I think I do think that to give a um I would say like unearned and unneeded level of leeway, I would say that it feels less like and this is also not good, but it feels less like <laughs> fridging women for character growth in Ethan because I would argue that Ethan Hunt has been roughly the Ethan, same character for seven movies. Which which is Almost nothing. Like very right, little yeah. like defining character. He's Dominic Toretto Correct. of I love my friends and my family and I want to help them. Bingo. Yeah. And I want to do the right thing always yeah. and I've never done anything wrong. So that, that's the only thing I would say here is it, it misguided though it may be, I don't think it is attempts to necessarily have these women experience either bad situations or death in these movies to assist Ethan really in any way. No. I just yeah. think that it is an outdated um like damsel in distress model that we have yeah. in Mission Impossible, which sure. is why Rebecca Ferguson's Ilsa was so fun because she right. is so because she was capable. always a step ahead of Tom Cruise. Correct. Yes. And yeah. I just love her. And that is why I refuse to believe she's dead because I think that despite any missteps in the actual scripts of these movies, they have to understand what they have in Rebecca Ferguson. And I just think it's going to be a Letty is a double agent yeah, no. brainwashed situation. I think so too. I think she is not dead, but I do think Benji's for sure dying in the next one. No. Dang. Yeah. What can I, I ask reckon. if that's just a feeling you have or if something pointed you to that? Cause I, I, the only thing that sticks out to me is like, what, what is most important to you? My friends. Yeah, the they beginning. lampshaded that. And then three different times in this movie, they talked about like, if any of your friends should get captured or die while on this mission, their death is on your hand or whatever. Like that kind of like thing that happens in every Mission Impossible movie, sure. that speech. And we close up on Benji every time. So either Benji is Tom Cruise's only friend or we're lampshading pretty heavily that Simon Peck's going to die. I think I interpreted one. that as Dang, zooming in on the guy that just revealed that friends are like his big weakness. Yeah, maybe. But I don't know. We'll see. Maybe. I hope not. I think Benji's, Benji's, Benji's going to die. Uh, the funnest character, bar none, in the series. And I hope Someone needs stays. to die. I mean, it sounds awful here. It sounds very Thanos, but someone's got to die. I need somebody to yeah. die in the next one. Just, for real, for real. It's not Benji. It's going to be. Sorry, bro. It's going to be. Bye, Benji. Just not Bye, Benji. They already oh, talked about how we, we don't bet? need him and Bing Rames. That's fine. Make a bet. Yeah. yeah, we don't. I wrote that in my notes the first time we got Benji. I was like, oh, so we got new, ben- new Ving Rames. Yes. New guy in chair. By the way, love Ving Rhames. <laughs> Great. Is this the only thing Ving Rhames is doing yeah. right now? Yeah, just, let him do it, man. Just co- comes out of, leaves his house once every few years to be in a Mission Impossible. Sure, dude, why not? <laughs> Ving Rhames feels like maybe, first of all, feels like a total cigar guy. Yeah. Ving Rhames absolutely feels a like a 
like a margarita fruity cigar back porch on a summer night kind of guy. And I can get down with that. So Ving Rhames, you got two thumbs enthusiastically up. I don't want oh, yeah. Luther to die either. I think maybe we No, Luther's gonna come out of I come out of the woodwork in the third act with some acoustic plan to defeat the entity. Genuinely in the next would movie. make me so happy. Yeah. Here's the thing. The same year that Dead, which is next year, Dead Reckoning Part Two releases, Ving Rhames. Well, I doubt it anymore. Has another movie, has another movie that he's gonna be in with Hannah Waddingham, Chris Pratt, Samuel L. Jackson, Nicholas what? Holt, Brett Goldstein, Cecily Strong, Bowen Yang. Directed what? by Mark Dindall. I'm kidding you not. The name of this movie is Garfield. No, but it's not like... What? Not like it the is, cat It one. is Garfield. 2024. Garfield. I named all those wonderful people. <laughs> Your faces. They're going to be a Garfield movie. Fine, dude. I'll be rolling into the theater. That is stacked. Animated feature film based on the popular comic strip about a sarcastic lasagna. Oh my cat. God, Chris Pratt is Garfield. That's incredible. Chris Pratt yeah, is Chris Garfield. Pratt. Yeah, he is. Garfield. I didn't even look yeah. that up, by the way. I just could feel it. Hey, Hollywood, stop. Hey, Jordan, I'm going to need you to go ahead. Just, Can you get your phone out really just quick? Cut it out, Hollywood. Get your phone out. Yes. Open that selfie camera. Sure. Open that front camera. Mm-hmm. That's Chris Pratt. Chris Pratt is you now. Dude. He's playing you in this I'm really disappointing because I actually opened it. Um, can we make a bet about <laughs> Benji dying in the next one? Because that sounds very fun yeah, to sure. me right now. Um, yeah. I don't know. Carter, what do you think? You don't have to take a side unless you want to. You, but the, the bet is… serious? Of course I don't want to. This is my perfect scenario. The bet is Benji <laughs> You told me to pull the strings on a game you made up. Yeah. Is it okay if I don't play? Yeah. Yeah, dude. The bet- That's how I live most of my two chunks <laughs> life. The only bet here is Benji lives or dies. I'm on team lives. Yes. I'm on team passes beyond, shuffs the mortal core. Carter, what do you think is a good um, outcome of this here bet? What's a punishment I think if it I incorrectly be yes, podcast-centric? It means, mm, surely podcast-centric, yes. But it's yeah. going to be something that happens live and not on the podcast. Sure, Here's what yes. I want us to do. Here's what I want us to do. We're all going to see this movie together, mm-hmm. okay? I'm down for any excuse to hang out with you twice a year. So we're all going to see these movies together, this movie. And I'm going to buy a fountain, small fountain drink of my choice. If Benji dies, as soon as that happens in the movie, and we need y'all sitting in close proximity, yeah, Jordan will grab the cup and dump it in your lap. You have to watch the rest mm. of the movie with wet crotch. Well, that means he would dump the moment it in Benji dies. my lap. Because I'm on correct. team no die. Oh, correct. Then, so yeah. sorry, yes. Yeah. Doge would dump it on your lap. Yeah. Now, the thing about for you though is we got to wait till the end of the movie. But you yeah. still. But then he gets the drive home. Wet but crotch. I also would wet have to drive home with the wet crotch. If so, basically this is just. <laughs> yeah, it's a big risk. I'll find a. I'll find a better idea. Does that feel? Does the risk level feel good though overall? No, Doge touch fifty percent. Nobody's of getting the sick. punishment. No, I'm saying just the dumping of the dumping of the yeah, soda. Yeah, that's in about general. the scale we're talking here. I think it, okay, let's just maybe figure this? out an even bet. How's this? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. More, psycholo- more psychological. <laughs> if Benji than dies, Do- Jordan gives Doge a hundred dollars, and if the movie ends and Benji's alive, then Doge gives Jordan ten dollars. <laughs> How about if I'm right and Benji dies? Then we know Jordan's preference is that Benji lives. 
And so now Jordan has to watch every Simon Pegg movie that he lives until the end credits. And if I'm right and Benji dies, then I have to watch every Simon Pegg movie that he dies, no, in, which I'm pretty a, sure is not. Again, way less movies. No, we're not. Right. No, I like it. If I, because if I lose, it's better for Head me. Shave. It's less bad. Probably not. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm not even involved in it. I'm like, don't do that. We'll find we'll find somewhere in between. We'll find something somewhere in between. Some drink being on for a while, and some drink being on for a little bit, and then also I could just bring a habanero pepper or something, just eat it. Maybe let's workshop. Maybe let's hey, maybe let's workshop this a little bit. Would it be warm because it's been in your pocket? Uh, Yeah, that's why you don't want him to die, Bobby. Let me give a crunch of the pocket pepper. Squishy, warm, Mm. narrow, dude. No thanks. Let's rate this movie mm. using the scientific cinema <laughs> scale, which is, of course, perfect. And as follows, the best thing we could ever say about a movie is own it. Don't lend it. Buy that, that poster. poster. The next best thing is buy it. That's followed by rent it and then stream it. After that is forget it. And last but certainly least, the worst thing we could ever say about a movie. God hath forsaken us. Uh, I'll say this real quick. I, I mean, I, I mean... What I'm going to say is I'm going to rate it. I don't know why I said. Let me let me say one more thing. Um, for the reasons that I've said in terms of what makes it feel a little bit less than other iterations, like I'll go through my ranking. Okay, I I rent Dead Reckoning Part One. I have a good chance, especially when we zoom in at that nuclear sub under the ice. Like we're going to have some amazing set pieces, obviously, for Part Two, and I think yeah. they're setting it up for it to be. Action heavy part two. Save your full series ranking for the end, by the way. That's going to be our closer. I'll save it for the very end then. So I rent it. Because I even remember things of like, simply because Ethan spared Paris's life, Paris saves Ethan's life. And the entity told Gabriel perhaps that this would happen. Wow, the entity knows everything. So like little things like that. Like, oh, well, it's a rent though. I'm still spending some money on this because... I mean, it's it's still worth a the, see in the movie. The entity is basically a quantum computer, right? Like, it has run sure. every simulation to determine sure. what the outcomes would be. Okay, just just making sure I've fully got my head wrapped around this. Is it more interest? Is that is it not more interesting though? If that's like some guy who's the if it's like some person that's the syndicate has recruited who's like a master of studying like facial like recognition patterns and like behavioral patterns or something. Sure. I, it's just more Thank interesting you for asking. as a person. No, it's not. Continue. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. <laughs> My goal it's in every low- episode is to make Carter uncomfortable with the conflict that I create. I just coughed. I was laughing. It's a low rent for me. Whoa. Uh, which is okay because I streamed all the others. Uh, but it's a low rent for me because I think it is not it is not my favorite. And I do think that like the thing that I love about this franchise are the installments that feel so unique in their vibe and their like vision where it's like this, this thing could not have happened in a not mission impossible movie. And I think this one had too many, it was too diluted. It didn't have that pure essence of like, this is a spy movie that I feel like I love this franchise for. Sure. Valid. Um, I'm also, I'm renting it, but it's a high rent. I really liked it. Um, it, I mean, obviously we'll see where it falls among the other movies here soon, but I thought it was, I thought it was really good. And I think that there's a real chance that it's an excellent springboard for like close to a 10 in Dead Reckoning Part 2. Oh yeah. I think think we could do a lot of really great stuff with what has been set up here. Um, and 
I really enjoyed it. I was never bored for a second. I think that Mission Impossible is maybe at its best. Like, so like I'm thinking airport when we're walking through and like they know where we are, abandoned mission, get out of here, blend in. Like that kind of stuff is just so spy fun to me. And um, this had this had that in spades as well as some great action set pieces. It, it really did work for me, but it, it's a high rent. It's almost a buy. It really is very close. So that is our thoughts on Mission Impossible, Dead Reckoning, part one. Tune in like, I don't know, a year from now. Writer's strike, actor strike, probably more than a year <laughs> Who from knows? now. Who knows? But tune in. We'll, we'll get to it. It'll be great. Um, come see Barbie and Oppenheimer with us this Friday. Please jump into Discord. Find out when we're going. If nothing else, jump into Discord for the 10 minutes it takes you to find out where we're coming. Come join us. It'll be awesome. You'll love it. And we would love to see you there. You're going to see them anyway. If you're listening to a movie podcast, you're going to go see those two movies. Just come oh, with us. Oh, yeah. It's going to be awesome. Come on now. Um, to end today's episode, I'd like for each of us to say our name and then give our uh, definitive ranking of the Mission Impossible series thus far. For Two Chunks and a Hunk, I'm Jordan uh, Wonders, that is. And uh, number one for me is Fallout. I just I really do love it. It's so much fun. And um, I don't know. It's so exciting. It's like an adrenaline rush the whole time. Number two, uh, very close number two, goes to Ghost Protocol. Um, which is, I think, Doge, to your point, the most refreshing of the Mission Impossible movies. Uh, It's distinctly different from anything that came before and in a way, anything that came after, and I really like it. Brad Bird. Brad Bird. Brad Bird. Being a hero. Um, Number three for me is going to be Mission Impossible 1, the OG. It doesn't get much better than that. It only gets two movies better than that. Um, Mission Impossible also, 1 critics didn't awesome. like it very much. Boo critics. Get out of here. It's so fun. And it, it is, it has the most camp, I think, of any of them, which I kind of wish we could get but some it, back. It's weird, though, because it was the the origination of that camp, sure. right? It's like... Yeah, maybe it's retroactive They didn't camp. know they were doing it. Yeah, I don't know. It's a flavor yeah. I've grown accustomed to and... Uh, the original is great for me. Uh, number four, Dead Middle, is going to be Dead Reckoning. Um, I think it's great. I think that it it uh, is surrounded by great movies, but it's beaten out by three obvious ones. And then the last, I'm going to go uh, number three, I think, is Mission Impossible 3. Uh, number two is Mission Impossible 5. And number one, uh, my uh, least favorite. I don't remember what number I started these orders. Last place is Mission Impossible 2. Boo, Mission Impossible 2. Boo, Mission, Mission Impossible 2. Mission Impossible Boo. You know what I'm saying? Mission Impossible uh, Mission My boo list possible. will be after yours because that's the order. Mission Impossible It's true. I'm, I'm Doge, and I think that Ghost Protocol is the best Mission Impossible. It's so good. Followed closely by Mission Impossible 1, and then Mission Impossible 3. Um... And then I don't know. They kind of run together for me. I think I like it's a lot of them. It's crazy about- to me that Fallout doesn't make your top half. That's really uh, I follow is probably right after that, but then they kind of just run together to, for me. And uh, with the notable exception of Mission Impossible 2 being very, very last. Uh, I haven't yeah. given much thought to where Dead Reckoning Part 1 ranks. Uh, I don't think it's my least favorite of the kind of the subtitled Mission Impossibles. I don't think it's my very least favorite, but it's, it's you know, I, I think it's probably fourth of those. Yeah. Third of those. Yeah. Uh, I'm Carter. And I'm going to go four, six, one, five, seven, three, two. Nice. Four, six, so we one, hate five, Mission seven, Impossible 2 as a group. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I, the world hates Mission Impossible 2. Everybody does. It's man. not even like a, can you believe how wild and funny Too Fast, Too Furious was? Right. 
It's right. like bad. Yeah, it's bad. Right. We the other takeaway is we collectively really love Ghost Protocol, and two thirds of us are super correct about Fallout as well. And I think that, that <laughs> that's sort of the takeaway here. I don't I don't dislike Fallout. I just do think that there are others that are much better than it. List would beg to differ. Jordan's trying to eat his cake too. His good, good friend. I don't have to eat it. I baked it. I can have one of Jordan's favorite series and loved 90% of it as much as Jordan did. That other 10%, Jordan is not happy. It's it's not unhappiness. <laughs> it's oh, what's the word? Pissy disappointment. Oh. I just thought oh, I thought you were better. It's pissy pointment. Oh, that hurts me to hear better. Mm, That's fair. credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.